0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Uh, Today I am reviewing the conversation Joe had with Andrew Yang. Andrew Yang is running, he's a presidential candidate, so he's running for president for 2020, and it's podcast 1245. This was an interesting conversation in a lot of ways. Um, You've probably heard Joe talking about the universal basic income idea where like everybody gets a certain amount of money like $1,000 or whatever um, but maybe you're not 100% clear on how that works or or you know what are all the ins and outs of it well it's one of the major platforms that Andrew Young is running on universal basic income uh, he also wants to focus on healthcare for everyone and then like a good way of paying for it And then uh, he had some other ideas just for, and he has some major concerns with all the automation that's coming along and how that's going to affect jobs in the future. So it's a good conversation just for understanding some of the problems we're going to be facing in the next 10 20 years at least according to uh andrew yang and there were some things i was really unaware of i didn't even realize that these were major concerns so we'll see if they are but anyway uh, let's start the review welcome to the joe rogan experience review where each week i review every single episode of the joe rogan experience what more do you want Now, this conversation with joe wasn't a doom and gloom conversation right there was a lot of hope in that and andrew yang has a lot of hope and optimism in his voice but there were major concerns that he was bringing up and some real issues that i think are going to affect a lot of people you know certainly a lot of people that listen to joe rogan and i'm sure also download this podcast um there are some major concerns of automation you know whether it be like somebody who's worked in a call center, like I've worked in call centers before uh, in the past, and the fact that they these jobs are going to be AI is going to take over, and all these jobs will be gone. That's millions of jobs. The big one that he points to and goes on and on about in the conversation with Joe is truck drivers. Truck drivers are going to be out of work with automated trucks, and it was something like three million people. Are going to lose their jobs you know that's a lot that's a one percent of the united states that's huge and that's just one area of automation you know i've seen mcdonald's recently that are um you know they they have automated ordering uh areas so you just have like a big touchscreen tv and you just order from there obviously the food's still being like cooked and prepared by people but how long will it be before even that doesn't exist and it's really fascinating because a lot of jobs seem to be able to be done. You know, in a lot of ways, look at bar work. You know, it used to be back in the day, you'd go to the bar and it was all about your conversation with the bartender or what have you. But these days, it seems like bars and clubs are so busy You don't care what the bartender is doing. If anything, it just creates conflict because they don't serve you quick enough or you're waiting too long or they ignore you to serve a pretty girl, whatever. I mean, why not just have a station that just pumps out drinks, you know, can make them three times as fast and you don't have to pay or tip anybody. You could totally see that being something that is in our future. Well, then what do those people do? You know, people that work at bars in, in nice spots can make really good money. And now all of a sudden they are not working. And uh, what do they do? And this is going to affect a lot of people. And he really hammers this in on this podcast saying, look, this is this is 10, 20 years away. This is not long. This affects everybody. And we need a plan for it. So his idea is this universal basic income. Right, so a lot of people are getting money anyway in one way or another—subsidies or, or just some sort of money, food stamps, you name it—from the government. And uh, all it would do is just tack on to that uh, to equal a thousand, and then everyone else that gets nothing like that still gets a thousand. So the idea is that they can still pay basic bills, and they're not left with nothing just because they're not able to get work. right. My only question to all of that is, you know, it's one thing to replace all these people that can't work with this. Like now you have a thousand dollars, but we also need to get people doing something again. I don't know if, you know, just having a thousand dollars is going to be enough um, to do much with. Uh, But, you know, it, it is better than nothing. And I assume the idea is that now they at least have that little bit of money coming in so they can plan to do other things. They can figure out some stuff, maybe go to school or start trying to do uh, some other sort of, of work. But uh, you know, again, this conversation is like any conversation that Joe has. He has three hours and Andrew, I think did his best to get the point across. He seemed like a genuinely nice person. He seemed well thought out Uh, He's sponsoring a couple of families in different areas where he gives them $1,000 a month and uh, helps them with just with bills and things. And it's, I guess, like a little experiment to himself just to see how that kind of works out, which is pretty cool. Um, And it comes in with a lot of facts. Could he beat someone like Trump on a stage? It's hard to know. He doesn't seem like aggressive enough. Sure, Trump would just hit him with all sorts of comments that would get rounds of applause and confuse the hell out of this guy. But who knows? I mean, he's a he, he's a lawyer. I mean, he's a smart guy. He's owned some companies that he sold. He owned like a GMAC company, and uh, he certainly has a lot of facts. He was saying something like, uh, "Well, government retraining programs are not very successful. They really don't work very well." So the idea that you could just take all these truck drivers. And, and train them to do something else is probably not likely uh, just because of the government's inefficiency to uh, retrain people. And then he was saying that like about 32% of Americans have degrees, which is higher than I thought. That's not bad, right? One in three. Um, but most of everyone does like one of like five types of jobs. And, you know, when, when he says types of jobs, it's like, you know, some of them are like truck drivers, so like transportation, some are customer service, some are like office admin, maybe some are in retail. Like that's when it says one in five, it, it means like one of these like broad types of categories of job. And the issue is that a lot of these are going to get um, gobbled up by automation very soon. So office administrative work, you can imagine would be, you know, always these these. Programs and, and AI are like always getting better at uh, taking care of of like admin stuff. You can get voicemails now that are 100% automated. I mean, that's almost like having a secretary right there. Then call centers can be replaced. Retail is, in a lot of ways, gone. He gives the example of saying, look around your neighborhood. Are you noticing that stores are closing? People say yes, and it's because Amazon gobbles up everything. And Amazon itself is a great example of what's automated. I mean, so much of that company is super automated. One of the big points that he brings up in this conversation, which is why it's definitely worth a listen, is that this is the fourth industrial revolution. Now, we don't remember the last one, but it was when, you know, a lot of steam power machines and things came in and replaced a lot of manual labor jobs and, and. You know, jobs are going to be getting displaced much quicker this time around, which is which is a big problem. I mean, the truck drivers won't just stand for this. They're not just going to sit there and do nothing. They're going to fight for their jobs, and so are a lot of people. And people don't like being out of work, obviously. They're going to get very frustrated. So there could be riots. There could be some real unrest because of it. Uh, you could imagine that being possible. And he gives the example that there was before. There was in the last industrial revolution and there's no reason to think that it wouldn't happen this time right and he gives some other examples of like your overall iq supposedly goes down when you can't pay a bill now that's a strange thing like i wonder how they gathered that information well what he was saying is um what you do is you explain to some of them that they don't have enough money to pay a bill and then you test them on some things that they can often do and the stress of that thought uh, makes it far more difficult to concentrate and therefore get the answer, which uh, he's trying to like tie into a bigger picture here that if everyone's kind of on edge and stressed because they can't keep up with their bills, like you have a society of people that are just less intelligent than they were before. Um, and then he gets into not just this automated thing, but some of the other platforms that he stands on Briefly talks about immigration. He's pro-immigrant because uh, his parents uh, immigrated here and they did very well. Like his dad owns a lot of patents and went to good schools and really contributed to the United States. So he says, look, a lot of immigrants can do the same thing. And he's basically saying that if certain immigrants have come here and gone to good schools and got very good degrees, we should just hand them a green card in a sense because all they're going to do is go home to their countries and take these skills with them and not really contribute, you know, in a sense to our society in the US. He is still for secure borders, you know, for the sense of people just getting over here and causing crime and maybe not uh, registering in the sense of paying taxes. And, and uh, you know, it, it, there's there's definitely the feeling that, you know, you need to keep borders strong, but as a general rule, when it comes to getting talent and and allowing people a path to immigrate here, he's open to it, which is pretty cool. I I think that that you know to some degree is fine. I mean, we we're always that this is America. You're always going to have immigrants of some shape. I think the real question is not whether we let any in or we let them all in. It's just what what kind of system we have set up for for allowing them in. And the next big thing he said was uh, releasing the prisoners for non-violent drug-related crimes, like people in jail for marijuana. If it's because it's legal in some states, then why are these people in jail in other states? It's kind of crazy, and it's going to allow these people you know, to potentially get back into the workforce or do something else. But most importantly, just that we don't have to keep paying for them. And they're not stuck, um, you know, behind bars and, and costing our system a lot of money. So it was an interesting conversation. And listen, these candidates are going to start coming out of the woodwork now. People are going to start running against Trump. And we've got to figure out who's who and what they're talking about. So this was my first introduction to Andrew. You know, I'm sure it is a lot of yours as well and start to formulate a picture figure out who these people are and and we'll see what happens during this next election but thanks for tuning in guys i really appreciate it and have a great day